Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Work that ball. Live from Setagayaku, Japan, this is Magic on the Blacktop, the only NBA podcast where two geriatrics open a pack of 2004-2005 NBA trading cards and draft a fantasy basketball team. My name is Peter, and with me, as always, is the Essex Assassin, the British Bully, the English Enigma, and my favorite new nickname, the man who chose Eric Snow, Mr. Ian Rudd. That's the worst one you've ever come up with, but I like it the most, I think. It's the least effort, but I want it to be repeated every week that you're the man who chose Eric Snow. Is this some uh, reverse psychology <laughs> and you you are secretly ruining the, the fact that you missed the chance to pick Eric Snow? I noticed no one else picked him. I was a little disappointed what? with who, that. Who, if you don't know, some we do allow some players to draft with us and some poor fool must have been confused by your excitement for Eric Snow. Hey, this is the glue that will bring my team together and to eventual victory. You don't. I think a guy like Eric Snow can be easily underestimated. He is. League. I'm underestimating and, um, him right now, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> but anyway, well, well, we'll hope my luck turns this week. You, uh, just to recap, who did you get last week? Um, well, it was two weeks ago. Well, no, actually, it was about a month. It was. <laughs> so, so I'm just going to play you this clip okay. very quickly, Peter. <clears throat> Maybe there won't be an episode two when we die of some sort of lead poisoning from bazooka bubblegum. It's not bad. Now, famous at the end of the last show. So we haven't recorded in about five weeks. And uh, I'm genuinely happy to see you because I thought you were dead at one point. Uh, And just to recap what that meant, we're opening packs of 20-year-old cards. Yeah. They come with bubblegum. Yeah. We both ate some of the bubblegum. I ate a, a, a lot of it. You swallowed it, you said. I did. What feral upbringing did you have where you swallow the f***ing gum, you Well, we, we were wanting for food in our... In our if you put a piece but, of gum in front of me, I this, can't help it. But this is not a joke at all. So we recorded episode one quite a while before it came out, uh, about a month before. So we gave people the chance to sign up and play along. Um, and now we're only able to do episode two five, months, uh, five weeks later because Pete put himself in the hospital for two months. <laughs> and, and And with a, with a suspected appendicitis, you it's see... Not suspected. It is. It was appendicitis. Okay, and um, this is no lie. I'm not. No, we're not making no. it. Well, you had a scan, mm-hmm. and they said it looks like there's two lumps. It could be kidney stones. I can solve that mystery right now. <laughs> That's bazooka Joe yes. bubble gum. They were like, they asked me. There's two calcified pieces of waste in my appendix. Not one. There's two, and they were like. The first question they asked me is, "Do you eat plastic?" And I was like, "Well, not." <laughs> Sometimes, you know, no. And I didn't want to admit it. And they were like, we just don't know what could calcify like that. And I was like, no, I think I'm telling I, you, yeah. I know. I can and, tell them yeah. right now what it is. And I remember because inside this bazooka sugarless gum pack, mm. uh, I, I specifically remember mine, as soon as I opened the pack, mm. it snapped into two due to like, you know, it's like r- removing a mummy well, from its sarcophagus. Well, hold on a second. Let me let me just read this. Nutritional facts from one piece of gum. <laughs> These are 20-year-old cards, well, 18-year-old cards, by the way. Um, so, 20 calories. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still in my system. Okay. Uh, hold on. It's hard to read. It's very small. But um, you are getting such goodness as sodium, uh, sugar alcohol. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's Does it have appendicitis um, on there? No. Vitamin okay. C, calcium, dietary fiber. A lot of things I can't. 
pronounce. I think you'd have been better off eating the tattoo that comes yeah, with it. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Uh, to be to quickly go over this, I was in the, the hospital for 12 nights. Like you were on a, a, IV. a drip, an yeah, IV. An IV drip for eight days. I was in the ICU. There was one, I went to the, I had to take an ambulance to the, and see, I was working out that day and I was doing side lat raises with the kettlebell. It was the day after we recorded the last uh, No, it was, it was a while after. Was oh, like was a it a couple of days after? Yeah. Okay. And it I takes was a while to calcify. Takes and, a while to okay. calcify. I was doing these lat raises and my right side hurt real bad. And I was like, Ooh, I guess that muscle's nice and fit. I'll focus on the left. No, that was my insides and my organs um, folding on each other. And so I got home that night after drinking with a friend, and I left a beer on the counter well, as I'm leaving. You, you told me you just, just, just walked out. Walked out, got and an ambulance. Was, and Well, my wife called an ambulance because she was worried. Okay. And I'm very against the idea of like taking an ambulance. No, I don't want to go there overnight. I didn't know it was going to be two weeks in the hospital. I came visited you, didn't I? You gave, well, I'll get to that in one second. So, yeah, I, I went to a hospital, and they took a scan, and they said, we can't help you here. I was like, you're a hospital. Where do I go next? The morgue? Is this, what do you mean you can't help me? So I had to take a second ambulance to a bigger hospital, and then they were like, they thought my intestines had folded on themselves, and I was about to go into emergency surgery. Uh, and then they, they took a closer look. They brought in a specialist, and they said, no, there's two calcified Bazooka Joe pieces of gum in there. So that's what it is and uh, so a lot of people said well why didn't you have the appendicitis surgery well my organs were so inflamed and swollen that they we have to wait two months for them to go back to normal size before they remove it i did not have any visitors save for one i should have made that your nickname the double bird flipping asshole who came to the hospital and from the ground floor Gave me the double middle fingers. From the outside. From the outside. Will, at the they, didn't dead of me, night. They, they didn't let me in the hospital for you know. Um, but I'll, we'll post that on the Discord. Little, it's all right. Just make, I thought I'd cheer you up a little bit. Seeing, it did. Uh, it, it, and you. <laughs> I'm just worried that someone else who had like an actual, you know, life or death operation the following day, look out their window, which could potentially be their last like <laughs> evening on earth, and they see some idiot just flipping them off from outside. Well, so the, I apologize, anyone who's. Well, you should apologize to me. It was uh, you got me out of my bed at midnight so I could walk. I could hobble to the window with my IV. And oh you know it's funny because I was on the seventh floor. I was really high up there. Mm. And the picture that I took of you looks like a JFK Zabruder film. <laughs> <laughs> You're this this you know mosaic blocky looking thing giving hey, two you fingers. Can still, you can still make out the message I'm getting across to you. Part of it was a resentment for me getting Eric Snow on the yeah. but I felt like. But it was a but it was a wild ride. In all seriousness, yeah. Though, do we think the gum potentially could have... I think there's at least a 20% chance that you... So are you going to eat it again today? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking it might push the other two rocks out and then I can move on to no surgery. Dear but yeah, what a wild trip that was. Two weeks. And it's been difficult to try and plan when to record. I think we're going to be fine, but like like to keep things on track because we're releasing these episodes every two weeks. We had that and then you were a close contact with someone who had COVID, so you couldn't all of last week. You yep. couldn't come out. Uh, tonight, you're taking part in a big Twitch competition playing yeah. what game is it again? Jump King. Jump King, like a, a big competition. Could win Huge. some money. I could buy us. It could subsidize season three <laughs> okay. if I don't, or season four. If I don't blow this. Are you winning $20,000? <laughs> and uh, yeah, actually, I I watched you on Twitch. Yeah, I, I tune in occasionally and uh, I, I, I recorded a little bit of it. Hold okay. Let, let, me, let me just play this. Never take the Magisite because this, the sword is better because you get Ultima for free. From the cursed shield when you turn it into the Aegis shield. 
somebody can learn the magicite. Yeah. And then you can also bet the sword at the, uh, I mean, that sword with the Genji glove. Oh, yeah. Smacking four times. <laughs> All right. That is what? the lamest Mad Lib I've ever heard. What the f are you talking about? <laughs> I, I didn't understand three words in that sentence. <laughs> well, if you know, you know. The Genji gloves and the magicite? <laughs> You absolute f***ing You got the Aegis Shield, the Magicite, Ragnarok, Genji Gloves, Arena Coliseum. You don't know what I'm talking about? I tuned in. I, <laughs> I was greeted with that and I tuned out immediately. I, I, I was... Uh, I think I know what's holding my show back on Twitch. Maybe if I spoke plain f***ing English for a minute. What am I talking about? You know what it is? Uh, it's Final Fantasy VI. Right, okay. <laughs> Which was released as Final Fantasy III in America. Yeah. Um, it, it, I like how passionate you are there because you actually took a second during that and you were like, and you took a step back. You were like, like a, a chef's kiss at that point. When well, you were it's saying, funny because I didn't even finish it. You traded at you, you exchanged it at the arena, and you have to fight Siegfried and Gilgamesh. And once you okay. beat them, mm. uh, the Ginji glove allows you to attack with. Anyway, okay. it's not a great channel. Um, <laughs> it succeeds despite myself, uh, despite me being a part of it. But man, that out of context is absolutely horrific. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, uh, uh, but that's but bad. Good luck on your uh, Jump King adventures. What time do you have to wake up for it? it, it it's well, I'll be up. It's, it starts at four a.m. Japan Standard, and I woke up today at four p.m. and I was like, I'm on my way to record. It is currently six thirty p.m. So here, the so. question is, is it can I make it until t and, uh, Jump King? I'll try to keep it in plain English. This is one of the most technically difficult video games on the planet. It, they have magic gloves and there's no there there are or... there are rings and boots and Pegasus things. But the premise of the game is that you you can beat it in about six minutes if you're good. I remember most people's first playthrough, including my own, my mm. first playthrough was over nine hours. It's very hard. All you have to do is jump, and if you make one mistake, you fall significantly down this this tower it sounds I, I like games to de-stress it doesn't sound like that kind of game see that's the thing though when it, it's the most stressful game i've ever played on stream until i got good at it and then it becomes kind of like this rhythmic kind of like trusting the jumps it's very satisfying the fact that i can now beat it in like 12 minutes hmm. is kind of like that's kind of neat okay way better well, than Magicites and Aurasites and Genjis and ragnaroks well good luck hopefully you bring home the bacon and you can buy our cards for season four all right okay Oh, it's depressing. Um, and then uh, next week I'm away in northern Japan. And then literally the day I get back, you go to France. Yeah, for amazingly. A week. So we'll try and figure it out. But just touching on that for a second. It's been brought to my attention, Pete, that you're going to France mm -hmm. with a GM from the Cherylfall Classic. Right, our community run uh, who are also playing it's, a lot. Uh, it's collusion, isn't it? Is that, is that, is that the term that comes to mind? It's, I have uh, some eyes on some French Does, does Adam Silver take uh, Mark Cuban to Rome? Uh, no, okay. no, no, this okay. is not, this is no, there's no collusion. It's all, it's mm. a friendly summit of GMs where we're going to talk about the international players. Mm, just the two of you though. Well, others were invited, but financially, <laughs> well, well, uh, Otis okay. was, is Otis playing? No, okay, no, so. <laughs> he's not. Um, okay, well, um, obviously, I don't know how the rest of the Sheriff or Classic feel about that. Please let your feelings on the Discord server. And um, if anyone uh, wants to get back at Pete by taking me somewhere nice. <laughs> oh, I'm not being taken. And for the record, I don't speak any French. And I don't know if my, my buddy who's going, this other GM, I don't know if he speaks English. So it might just be me mm. enjoying France for. There doesn't need to be any anonymity and 
anonymity anonymity we don't need <laughs> we to disclose that. Who, who are you going with it it's, is uh, my cousin i've known him for 35 years almost my entire almost my entire life certainly hmm. all of his his name is jeff and he is known as the reddings mill agitators oh yes I, I am excited i've never been to europe i've never really traveled i know i live in japan but this was like a move hmm. but i this is my first time as a guest in a foreign country i wonder how long it'll be before i'm uh, evicted or deported well, enjoy it. I'm sure it'll be fun. Thank and, uh, you. If there's anyone else, I wouldn't stand for it, but I like Jeff's write-ups in the in the Discord. They, it's fun. He does, have a, he does have some clever ones. But that's not my appendix and uh, my traveling itinerary is certainly not what the people are here for. We're here to talk basketball. We're here to talk vintage basketball. And more importantly, we're going to open some packs of cards. Indeed we are. If you're listening for the first time, I'd highly recommend going back to, there's a season preview episode and then episode one, this is episode two, uh, just to get an idea of what we're doing because we can't be able to explain it every <laughs> No, I, I think I can do a quick okay, explanation. Please do. And we're going to do it in less than 30 seconds. Each week, Ian and I open a pack of old trading cards and inside there are 10 available players. We can choose one of them to add to our team. There are some caveats this season. We're doing what's called a popper draft which means that in the NBA, there are all-stars selected each year, players who are well beyond the ability of others. And we can only have three of those total on our team. The rest have to be comprised of role players and journeymen or veterans or rookies. It's fun because each team will be created with the strengths and weaknesses of those players. And after the end of 12 weeks, we simulate it on an old video game, NBA Live 2005 or NBA 2K, and we see which of us drafted the best team. Indeed. Thank you. That's good. Why don't you just save that okay. and play and that every in. week? And we can because that was actually a pretty coherent thought. This is why I don't drink anymore during the intro. <laughs> I guess that brings us nicely to It's the weekly discussion time. We've already had quite a meaty weekly discussion there. I think over or well, a five weekly discussion. Yeah, you, sure. You pretend, nearly dying, you breaking the rules of the Sheriff Hall Classic and Trust of all yep. the members. Uh, but one thing I do want to bring up. Uh, so I did a little uh, research into the cards a little bit more because last week we were talking about we didn't know if we should count inserts. And then I don't know if you remember the page of Stoyakovich, the really cool looking like uh, yeah, yeah, uh, hand drawn card. So should he be there? So I've looked into it because we were very confused. We were very thrown off because I've got last week's cards here actually. Um, there was normal cards, but then there's also these two tiny ones. Each each pack came with a small card and they each came with like a thick Two well. giant cards and, and I've two looked tiny into it and cards. I, and, I, and I've figured it, I, I know what it is. So they they've been very cheeky bazooka and they've they, it's a massive cash grab. But basically, you've got the base set. If you want to spend thousands of dollars at the time, you could collect the whole base set again as small cards. We only get one per pack, and the same with these thick cards as well. So wait, they're, they're the same cards, but a smaller version or bigger. And exactly. Thicker. So what I just want to clarify is uh, obviously the small cards and the thicker cards they're not inserts it's they're just the regular base deck but a different version of it so they are all choose we can choose those players the other cards we weren't sure about the inserts whether we should be able to pick the insert stuff but i think it's much easier uh, to do what we've done in previous years all inserts are off the table sad but that's fine it it's it's going to be cool though if we did get like a jersey card because there's two of them guaranteed in this box. Yeah, there's also some other th cool things as well. I forgot what it was, but it was, it was about a month. It was, you'd only been in hospital about a week at the time uh, when I was looking into it. So it was about a month ago. But no, there were some, uh, definitely some jersey cards. There might be some sign cards. I can't remember what it was, but but it, it, it made it a lot clearer to me. The inserts, they're all very, very good players. So like we've done in previous years, it's just a lot easier and fairer to just... Hey, and you know yeah. what? 
as a GM, these are the minefields that we have to navigate because, yeah, it sucks when you get a, a Shaquille O'Neal insert. Not only can you not choose Shaquille O'Neal, but you're depriving yourself of a bonus card from your pack. This is what we have to deal with. Exactly. Somewhat a trade-off. Like, you can't pick that player, but you get a really cool card. I do think this. I think that they're, they're, they said that there are two guaranteed jersey packs. Mm. I feel like those should have some sort of bonus if one of us opens it. Nothing to do with the actual game, but like, okay. if I opened the jersey, you have to buy me a 15-piece right. McNugget. S- suggestions on the Discord? Maybe? Yeah, maybe you guys can help us think of like who can open up these kind of treasures. It could be a penalty. If you draw the card, you have to... I don't know. But that's for the jersey cards? We oh, well, about. yeah, I think, because there's only two and they're guaranteed. It yeah. might be like a fun daily double okay. kind of... And like I told you, I have a missing spot on my jersey cards this year. True. If you want to know what that's all about, listen to last week's show. Jason Kidd failed to report to duty. And uh, <laughs> in response, Pete failed to pick him. So I, I, It's still the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. So we will get to the show for Classic later on in the show and look, have a very quick look at some of the players that were picked, some who are popular, who are less so, some very good... Uh, choices i sure. some sneaky picks in there which we'll get to in a point but before that we're going to open the cards but even before that we're going to get to the <laughs> mystery, mystery you look confused because obviously you i put these sound effects in afterwards yeah, i think it's the mystery player well done okay well done. i was just i was thinking so the, the two people who have the most right answers after 12 weeks gonna have some kind of call in and some fun competition we don't know what, what that is yet but we'll we'll enjoy that so last week's clues uh, I got a lot of guesses. Thank you for everyone that submitted them. Everyone was wrong, <laughs> apart from one person. Ooh. Now, I say they were wrong. They're all right. All the answers are right. But I appreciate this can be frustrating. But it's really who am I thinking of is the is the real game because the clues that I give out could apply to more than one players. Uh, the most popular choice was Larry Johnson. LJ. I, I forgot what the clues were, but I know one of them was he was a Mr. Basketball for his state and um, he was in a movie yep. and there was one more. I can't remember what it was. But... I would like to send congratulations. Taking an early lead in the Mystery Player Sweepstakes, it's fermented shrimp paste. Wow! Fermented shrimp paste! And he has chosen, quite correctly, Alan Houston. Ooh, a legendary player. I didn't know he was in a movie. Yeah, he was in... It's a great scene. Uh, It's... uh, Oh, no. Was that Rick Fox? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, no, Alan it. Houston was definitely in um, a movie. <laughs> I can, was it a basketball movie or did he break format yeah, and do something I, I, interesting? I'm getting confused because there's a great scene um, in Eddie where, you know, Whoopi Goldberg becomes the uh, head coach of the New York Knicks. And one of the players on her team is like a playboy and he, he's like crying to her. He's like, oh, I really want to get back with my wife and everything. But then he's like sleeping with women on every road game. So she camps out in his uh, hotel room. And then he brings a woman back and she turns on the light and she's like berating him. She's like, I told you, you want to get... And it is actually his wife that came to see him. And it's a really sweet scene. And But I think that might be Rick Fox. <laughs> but that's well the scene done. I was thinking well of. Done. So, anyway, Alan Houston is the answer because okay. that's who I was thinking of. And this week's clues... We don't know who you're thinking of. You uh, confuse everybody. I, I'm sure Alan Houston was in a movie too. That might have been... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. No, he was in... Yeah, um, congratulations for minted in, shrimp paste. He was in something. Um, I'm getting confused. And he, anybody can join in the mystery player. Absolutely. It can be anybody who's in the Discord. But send me a direct message with your guests rather than posting it in the actual group. I sure. didn't make that clear last time. Fermented Shrimp Paste didn't actually send me a DM. He posted it in the group. So do we disqualify him? He's out. No, I'm kidding. He, <laughs> no. he got it right. But now we know that there's a uh, an official way of doing it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, okay, so my next player. Okay. Please don't be disheartened if you didn't get it the first one because this is over 12 weeks. Uh, okay, he played for a number of teams throughout his NBA career. He played for the same team on two different occasions. Interesting. And he had his G 
jersey retired by that team. Wow. Both teams retired it or just... So he played on several different teams. Oh, so one team twice. Yes. And And they retired his number. And the team that he played for twice retired his number. Interesting. And he was also, just one more clue throughout there, he was also part of Team USA. Okay. Well, journeyman, retired number, legend, and played for Team USA. There you have it. Good luck, ladies and gentlemen. May you do your best. But let's not beat around the bush. I think people are here for one thing and one thing only. This is what we came for. To the PAX! Also, I am retroactively changing your nickname to the Hospital Heckler. I I, I feel like that's uh, the man who chose Eric Snow is already infamous enough. The Hospital Heckler is too good to pass up. But we are about to open a pack of 0405 trading cards. And remember, Ian, Hmm. we can only have three All-Stars on our team. We are both yet to use We are both free. You have Mm -hmm. Eric Snow. I have uh, ISO Joe Johnson. What's that? Was Eric Snow not an all-star? I think he... You're thinking of Allen Iverson, okay. who he passed the ball to. I'll let you take the dibs. I'll take the one where I read the... Uh, uh, the Bazooka Joe nutritional facts from. Exactly. I'll take this one at the... Uh, I'm going... I'm digging deep into the, the, the right side. Usually mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a left pack picker, but this time I'm going to the right side. And uh, I got to give you my pack. And you're going to give me yours. Here we go. Oh, yours has got Ooh, a bit of girth we, to it, I think. I thought yours had more girth to it. <laughs> this is going to sound my really... neighbors right now. <laughs> uh, luckily, they don't speak English. But, um, okay, uh, we're we we going we? we to junk in for two. Okay. Sai show good. Junk in. Boy. Aiko show. You always win. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0 to the rough man. Okay. I feel like the appendix had something to do with that. So, do you want your card read first? Uh, yeah, because okay. last time I read yours, too. And one of the things that we're doing briefly. I'm going to put this gum in the... Oh, you know what? It's still wrapped. Can I get sick from smelling the gum? (laughs) I'm not... It smells fantastic. It does. Uh, Sugarless means... I don't know how they got that smell. It's probably like paint thinner. Your appendix knows (laughs) how they got that smell. Here is the thing. I'm going to... We we did get a nice note that sometimes we would get so excited in the heat of the moment that we would forget to name the actual player's full name. So I'll still go with their nicknames if I know it, but oh, I'm going to make a point. We were, we were just point. like, Iso Joe! Iso Joe, Iso Joe! And no one knows who that is. Okay. No. All right, your first player is a, actually, decent, it's a tiny card, too. Are we going so that way around? Collect them okay, all. we're going from the I'm going, it was the top card. He is a NBA legend, but not that great. So he's not, Brent Barry. Okay. Good player. How would you describe Brent Barry if you don't say NBA legend? Dunk contest winner. That's right. Maybe the worst dunk contest of all time. That's but right. Still a dunk contest winner. More of a personal thing. There's a whole debacle that's with the, uh, that's the thing. Tony Parker. And, Was that uh, Brent Berry? Yeah. And P- Tony Parker allegedly slept with his I wife? I don't, I don't think it's alleged. I think slept it's, with his wife. It's, uh, allegedly, right, well, allegedly is not an alternative to sleeping. <laughs> 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 not interchangeable, those words. But yes, apparently uh, there was a, they played on the same team and... Tony Parker famously was married to Eva Longoria from Desperate Housewives, and can't believe clearly she's not attractive enough. So he In- slept with her teammate's wife and son of Rick Barry. Right. And there's a they, there's a another. Oh no, I don't think it's Rick, Brent Barry's son. I think it's his younger brother, it's Canyon Barry as well. And the cool thing about him is he played in like the FIBA three on three. He's not like in the NBA, but he still does the underarm Rick yeah. Barry free throw. So uh, maybe one of the most famous basketball families if not the most famous basketball family. Some real pedigree there. Yeah, you're right. I'm, tr- I'm hoping, hoping I'm not going to pick him. Though. Well, hold on. Uh, he's a 6'6 player, 215-pound guard. Mm. He was the Nuggets' first-round 
pick in 1995 as the 15th overall player. Hmm. He had a six-week injury aside. Barry's 03-04 season was vintage Brent. He shot the lights out uh, over 500 field goal percentage, mostly from deep and on the perimeter, and set a career high with six assists per game. He moves to the San Antonio Spurs for the new season, suiting him up for his fifth team. Bazooka fun fact, mm. Tony Parker slept with his wife. No. <laughs> Brent's elect oh, uh Brent's eclectic list of favorite people includes Martin Luther King and beach volleyballer Jose Leola. Okay. Good to get some so wait, is Leola that, love. We don't well, get to see enough of that. On, I'm confused. Uh, on this Am show. I going to have an eclectic list of friends as my fun fact? I, Tony Parker not mentioned. But anyway, Britt and Barry at least is a, a promising okay. sign of where to start. Yeah, well, yeah. Tiny card out. Okay, your tiny card. Yes. Is he a rookie? Acquired via draft, apparently. <laughs> Does yours say anything? Uh, mine anyway. was acquired via free agency. Oh, I think okay. it means like, how did they reach this team The now? current team? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Well, this is, uh, as a GM, you'd want this guy on your team 10 times out of 10. LeBron James. Uh, well, not necessarily for his basketballing ability. Okay. <laughs> but he's gonna, he's gonna, um, he's gonna make sure everyone gets to the bus on time. He's gonna make sure that the hotels are all booked for Mark the players. Mark uh, No, he's actually a very, very good player. It's uh, Shane Battier. Wow, Shane Battier, the Duke legend. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's fresh out of Duke. Now let's have a, a quick read do you know his first team um it wasn't the heat that was later it was was it one of those weird like bob caddy kind of it was the grizzlies i don't that's re- right that's the yeah. bob caddies to me battier enjoyed another quietly effective season in 0304 coming off the bench to pace oh no it's not his rookie yeah it's okay though <laughs> why does he look like a rookie card he's not playing i think they just didn't have an action shot of him okay uh the fundamentally sound swingman hit one buzzer beater won a game uh, with a shot late in ot and sealed another with a four point play his stats last season 8.5 points a game uh, 1.3 steals and 1.3 assists. Fun fact, in college, Shane chaired the Student Basketball Council, see? Yep. Um, an advisory committee to the NABC and NCAA. So if Shane, you need some help in your back office, Shane is clearly the But guy. you know what, though? He was a, a huge defensive presence. Mm. He was a fundamentally sound player. He was a definitely... Okay, if we're building a team, he is the definitive role player who could contribute to a championship team. You, you feel like success follows Shane Battier. For sure. I, I liked him a lot, actually. I, mm. I'm not a huge fan of Duke. Mm. Uh, I know that there's a lot of college allegiances and stuff. And I know Duke is like, you either like him or you hate them. And I I kind of have always hated Duke. But Shane Battier was always kind of like a, a fun guy to cheer for. You so, can't be mad with that. You do have a rookie. Um, he has a great name. His name is Peter John Ramos. Okay. And if I could change my name from Peter Charles Macy, it would almost certainly be Peter John Ramos. He um, is definitely not jumping in this card. He's just posing like he's jumping and doing a layup because no one smiles when they do that. Look at his face. Yeah, I think that's... uh, Well, this man... Hey, don't touch the merchandise. I fail to believe this man saw a minute of NBA court playing time. Let's find out. He is a center. Seven foot three... He's a beefy boy. He was the Wizards' second-round pick, 32nd overall, which means he's Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, A member of the Puerto Rico team that stunned the United States in the summer games, the 19-year-old Ramos brings four years of professional experience on the island to his NBA debut season. He averaged 20 points per game for... If you can't even say the team name... Criolos de Caguas. I don't hold out much. Now, the Last problem, season. Does he have a fun fact? Or is he that... does. Peters, 
which I like, you know. Peter's hoops career began at age 14 with advice from a customer at a Brooklyn big and tall store. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, can you well, imagine? That's a cool fact. I, mean, I like the fact. That is uh, an amazing fact. Some guy said, hey, fella, you should be an NBA player. The problem is, though, if I was to pick Mr. Ramos. Is Peter it? John Ramos. The problem is he's almost certainly not in any video game. <laughs> that's true. He's the guy who it's like C like, I dash 57. I might be wrong, but I genuinely don't think he would have made the team. Well, so, tough see. break for Peter John Ramos. You've got a rookie as well. Let's hear it. Mr. Sebastian Telfair. Wow, through the fire. Exactly. The documentary made about him. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's about the carrying the torch of New York playground New York point guard legends. Rocker Park. Rucker with a U. Do you say? Do you say Rucker? I, thought you said I think I, I said it with a Midwestern twang. Okay. Rock Park. How's <laughs> Rucker Park? Yeah, but um, okay. Well, it's it's his rookie year. He he had an NBA career which didn't start off that well, but towards the end of it, he was um, he had a few decent years. They're, he did actually yeah, yeah. make a comeback. Um, so. Uh, the latest and perhaps greatest, oh, I don't know about that, New York City high school basketball legend, Telfair led Brooklyn's Lincoln High School to three PSAL titles as well as a state championship. He shattered Kenny Anderson's New York State career scoring record. Statistics unavailable. <laughs> it says, uh, it says, Lost to time. Uh, bazooka fun fact. Known as Bassey, in his Coney Island neighborhood, Sebastian is a cousin of one of my favorite point guards of all time, Stefan Marbury. You know what? Um, there was a post on the Discord about, you know, kind of gaming the system and looking at statistics and ratings. We, as a gentleman's agreement, don't look up any of the ratings and try to game our choices around that. But, you know, we've survived two seasons of NBA playing. Mm. Sebastian Telfair might have decent ratings because he was so highly coveted and, and like, there was so much hype surrounding him. That this as a rookie, is, he might be valuable. This is true. Like, uh, especially players coming straight out of high school, they video games do have a tendency to give them a higher rating than they would have had if they had a year of college and they had the same potential potentially coming out. Do you so, think it's safe to say one of the biggest busts ever? No, no, no. He wasn't that bad. You don't like, think so? He contributed when he like later on in his career. I think like with the Blazers, he was uh, yeah, he was he was decent. Like he didn't live up to the greatest New York point guard of all time. Yeah, but he, of course uh, not. Like, he didn't have a career as good as his cousins. But no, he uh, he was he was all right. I wonder if anybody saw him in a big and tall store and said you'd be a good player. The six foot. 165 pounds Sebastian Telfair <laughs> has probably never been in a big and tall okay, store. Okay, well, uh, your next player almost certainly has. A uh, player I had completely forgotten about has now rejoined. But I liked him, kind of, as like a role player. Yeah, but you like guys like... Michael Doliak. Okay. He, yeah, okay. so he's a center from the Miami Heat, standing at six foot 262. He is the Magic's first-round 1998 pick at 12th overall. Splitting his season between the Knicks and the Nuggets in 03-04, Doliak was a forward-thinking backup center who extended defenses with the range on his jump shot. Interesting that they had forward thinking where in 2004-2005, Doliak shooting like a 20-footer. Now think about it. Like, Joel Embiid shoots like three-pointers as his primary shot. Yeah, it was a different game back then. Different game back then. Uh, against his future Miami teammates last season, January 24th, he scored a season-high 18. Bazooka fun fact. Michael, an academic All-American at Utah, is still considering studying to be an orthopedic surgeon. Or will he find himself on the Essex 
jammers. I think I'm going to let him live out his dream. Well, he's not going to be slicing through any defenses of the, the I blockers. Don't, I don't think even in his best basketball years he ever sliced through a defense. So but The next player will. Your next player. Come on, baby. It's another rookie. Oh, boy. But it's a good one. Well, he actually had an amazing career straight out of high school as well. So you never know. It's not no, it's and not. it's a player. You know what? It's a. I, I know we said we'll say the names. I'll get to it in a second. But it's a player that I don't know why he's not remembered as fondly. I would say as like other players because there was a good few years where he was easily one of the best fantasy players. I think in the league. I remember when I used to play fantasy basketball years ago. But it was Josh Smith at Atlanta. Oh man, I hated Josh Smith. But he had a few years where he was. God, uh, I hated him. Was he an all star? We might have. I to, think. Oh he, no, not not, not for this, this season. But yeah, he yeah. certainly had to have been. God, what, I hated him. What's your beef with Josh Smith? He had Josh one Smith. of those agitator kind of qualities. He was always kind of a me first player in my memory. Um, but I also notably hated Allen Iverson until I actually watched him play basketball again. I was like, this guy's amazing. So maybe I should be more... So he's a potential agitator is what you're saying? I think there's a good chance. I know that... And also I think he had some pretty high profile run-in with front-running teams that I was probably following. Okay. And then I was like, oh, Josh Smith. Well, good player though. Josh, known to his, this is the fun fact. I'm going to the fun fact first, just to switch it up. Josh, known to his friends as Jay Smooth. See, look at this. Ah. Uh, is interested in a career as a sports broadcaster. I take it back. He's cool. So yeah, it's very much your. Yeah, I like that part of it. Uh, Smith prepped for a season at Virginia's Oak Hill Academy, leading the team to a 38 and 0 record and a ranking as the nation's number one team by USA Today. Prior to that, he starred for three campaigns at. McCarran High School in Powder Springs, Georgia. Let's see here. I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, I remember his nickname. He was yeah, Jace Move. You, mm. you mentioned. I want to see what he's doing post career to see what he kind did he, of did. He follow his dreams. I think he went to the Big Three as a broadcaster. I think as a he signed to play in 2019. He's playing in the the league. He um he has some. He's the youngest player in NBA history to record. 10 block shots in a game. Oh, yeah, he was good at those. That's why he's such a good fantasy player, because the one I used playing, blocks are worth, like, a huge amount of points. 500 career blocks, 1,000 career blocks, and he's one of three players in NBA history to notch 30 points, 17 boards, 7 assists, 4 steals, and block threes. Okay, I think I might qualify for a random NBA fact if you fudge the numbers enough. The other players are Charles Barkley and LeBron James, so he's in rarefied air. Okay, are you on his Wikipedia page? I am. Was he an all-star? He must, um, must have been see. for at least a couple of years, I, I would assume. He was a all-in defensive second team, all-rookie second team, NBA slam dunk contest champion in 05. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. And never an all-star. Oh, really? However, he did have... Smith is one of five children born to Pete and Paulette Smith. Hey. I like Josh Smith a lot. And his father was a professional basketball player for the American... The ABA. Really? So maybe the, uh, the Berries have some competition. I take it all back. Josh Smith, I might choose you now because you've impressed me. You're never going to choose him. No, but I still think that's a pretty cool little selection. Your next uh, thing is a little comic. Oh, they're my favorite ones. And guess who it is? LeBron James. Returning into, as I said, as I said, you know, sometimes these guys get hyped up beyond belief. Sebastian Telfair has an awesome looking, it says Seabass brings NYC game to Pacific Northwest. Oh, that's so cool. It's it's a Portland now boarding airport. Okay. And the clerk says, I'm afraid that won't fit into the overhead compartment, sir. 
He has a giant bag with an apple in it. It's a huge apple, and it says... Oh, because he's from the Big Apple. And it says, my game on the bag, and he goes, just trying to take a bit of the Big Apple with me. He's bringing his game to the Northwest, baby. Look at that comic. It's beautiful. I like how these players don't look anything No, like. <laughs> these, are, these are not at all... Um, <laughs> at all representative of how they look amazing these are my favorite cards ever made and this they're, is a they're really super slick thin looking thing and, uh, okay anyway that is not your available not player I, I think was wait was my previous one a rookie was the Doliac card a rookie no it was not okay so they're not going in the exact same order but yours is also well I haven't read your card yet oh but that does that not because yours your next one is also one you can't pick so should I just read yeah go ahead if it's, if it's something like is it yours a, is a sticker oh sweet wait, do you remember they, they had four players on them yeah. last time so you've got Paul Pierce, you can't pick any of these players. The truth. The truth. You got B Diddy. Who? Oh, B. Okay. Baron Davis. You got Corey Maggetti, and you got Jason Terry. Good players. Um, the Jet. Well, do we know any of the truth? You said Baron Davis, B Diddy, B Diddy. Uh, did Corey Maggetti have a nickname? He had the the antenna thing that he did with uh that I talked about. That seems to come up every episode, yeah, in every know, season it's it's, somehow. I don't it, know because last week it was the guy who was on the movies, and uh, we were talking about him. Regardless, these are un. Unavailable players. I just want to know if Corey McGetty had a nickname. Yeah, we can't pick any of these players, by the way. these the uh, Pete's card there, which was uh, Sebastian Telfair. Well, actually, you, we could pick Sebastian Telfair. You, I can, you yeah, I can him. still choose Sebastian Telfair. We'll share pictures of all these cards in the Discord. By the time you hear this, they'll, they should be up there. You'll be able to see those. Yeah, these kind of insert cards, we cannot pick, and neither can you if you're playing along. Right, but this one you can. You have a forward from the Los Angeles Clippers. This is your thick card of the week. Oh God. Sorry to stop you. Corey McGetty does indeed have a nickname. It's Bad Porn. Okay. <laughs> Corey Bad Porn McGetty. McGetty was overpaid. McGetty was an overpaid member of the Warriors when he was dubbed Bad Porn with a justification that there was a lot of penetration and scoring, but whoever was watching still wasn't happy with what they were seeing. <laughs> oh my God. Can I choose Corey McGetty? This sounds like an Essex jammer. I don't think you'd fit on my team, but okay. our players don't score with anybody. But anyway, your next guy is a forward from the Los Angeles Clippers. He's 6'10", 221, Chris Wilcox. Drafted first round, eighth overall. In 0304, his second season, Chris tripled his minutes and showed signs of readiness for a greater role. He led the team in field goal percentage with one of his buzzer tip-ins, ending a 13-game losing streak. On April 13th in Phoenix, he hit 11 of 15 field goals for a season-high 24 points. Bazooka fun fact, as a seventh grader, Chris was cut from his middle school team, and memory he still uses as motivation. Mm. He might also be cut from your team. He's not getting anywhere close to not it. Not getting anywhere close. Although, I mean, it's We're happening again. Yeah, I think... Well, you've got nothing to worry about. Uh, who do I have so far? Sebastian? One of the best players oh, in the okay. game is so there's one coming up. up. Okay, that's You good. don't like him. You hate him. I don't care anymore. But you'd be insane not to pick him. Well, we'll see about that. I'm the GM, not you. It's Manu Ginobili. I hate Manu Ginobili. But he's an amazing basketball player. <sighs> Was he an all-star on the list? I think I might have got lucky again with the Joe Johnson treatment. I mean, he, uh, ooh, I, know, I think Manu... I mean, Spurs win it this year, I think. I, I believe the 0405 season. Manu must do. be a, an all-star. We'll, I don't we'll, think so. Oh, he God. was that sixth man. That's what's so Let's special about Manu. List. So we've, we've had no all-stars or anyone even close to yeah, being an all-star <laughs> so far. We haven't had to check the list yet. Um, I however, think... Uh, You're a huge Manu fan. No, he's not. I am lucky again where I might get a sensational player for on the discount. 
But would you be happy giving that spot to someone you dislike so much? Uh, at that point, the, the no all-star certainly tips the favor into yes. Okay. Tell me about Manu Ginobili. Okay. I don't hate Manu. I hate the Spurs. In 0304, he was the seventh player in the NBA in SPG. Shots per game? <laughs> steals per game? Probably still 1.7. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, hope it's still. Uh, and the only player with at least 30 reserve assignments who ranked in the top six in points per game, assists per game, and steals per game. I don't really understand that sentence. I think but it's, it yeah, I, again, sometimes they fudge these numbers. Um, last season, 12.8 points a game, uh, 3.8 assists, 4.5 rebounds. He's just, but he was the ultimate six man for a long time in the NBA. That's why Spurs were so good. They had a guy oh, like yeah. Manu coming off the bench. He's a guard, right? Yes. Fun fact. Manu has two older brothers, Leandro and Sebastian, who play pro basketball in Argentina and Spain. Sebastian Telfair to Sebastian Ginobili. Mm, not happy with that at all. You're going to be happy that your guy was specifically selected as one of the inserts on the like ultra cards. Ooh. He is a rookie. Um, the outstanding Yukon legend, Ameka Okafor. Could be worse. Well, he was picked number one, I think. I he think was second overall. Really? Dwight According how... to to the card. I thought Emeka was picked first and Dwight... Oh, no, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, well, what am I questioning yeah. the card? <laughs> I'm not right. Bazooka <laughs> is right. 6'10", 252, drafted by the Bobcats in the first round in 2004, the second mm. overall. Okafor was the preeminent college player in 0304, leading Connecticut to its second national title with his dominating inside skill. His many honors include most outstanding player of the final four and NABC defensive player of the year. Bazooka. Fun fact. Ameka graduated in graduated in three years with a finance degree while reading Aristotle and Plato on the side. I love it. Um, that puts me at ease a little bit because I will absolutely have him over any player that's been mentioned so far. I like Emeka Okafor. He's a rookie but he had a lot of, like Lacartes, a lot of um, Pedigree, hype about him hype. coming into the game. So the game might make him half decent. And so. he's, a, he's a cool player. Yeah, yeah. Like I always I always enjoyed watching his game but... I'm. You know what? Actually, it's easy now. Dwight Howard's almost kind of like a, a bit of a joke. Yeah. Now, just because he's probably played a bit too long and then you know he had some issues his, his notoriously can be a bit hard to work with so some teams don't touch him but it's easy to forget how good Dwight Howard was in his heyday with the magic amazing but I'm trying to remember coming out of I'm trying to remember like in their rookie years who had the most hype Okafor or Dwight Howard and I think it might have been fairly similar I, don't I think, think it was, it was Okafor really he was the champion at, at college. And I hmm. think, did Dwight go straight from... Yes, he did. So, I mean, those guys are always appealing, but there's yeah. not... They, he wasn't in the national eye. Right, like right, America. Right. We just watched March Madness. Yeah. We've seen this guy at Connecticut. True. He might have had more hype than Dwight Howard coming into the NBA. So, I, bodes well for the, the... What's my team called? <laughs> the Jammers? <laughs> the Jammers. Okay. Um, the Unjammers. Are you rebranding? The Unjammers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So. All right, who do I got next? I want to see a couple more aces up my sleeve so I have some fun choices. Now it's your turn to get someone no one's ever heard of. Great. Mr. Romain Sato. Or Sato. Oh. <laughs> He's not a rookie, which is scary. He is a rookie. He is a rookie, which is scary. <laughs> you don't think for a second he actually played in the NBA, Well, I was kind of hoping it was like his third year. Okay. Well, 6 foot 5, 205 pounds, acquired via draft by your favorite team, the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, he was the 52nd pick overall. Jeez. Sato was a four-year spark plug at Xavier where he pointed, I don't know why pointed is in quotation marks, uh, the team to its first Elite Eight in 2004. 
He's the school's number three career scorer. He's total beefed up by his U record 307 threes. He also started mm. more games there than any other player. Fun fact, a former member of the Central African Republic national team, uh, Remain speaks six languages. That's insane. Surely you want someone like that in your back office, you know? I don't know why I can back that up. I don't think we want him in the back office. I think. Oh, wait, well, he's not going to get near the court, presumably, is he? Let me. Let me. They're the, they're the Musketeers. Is their basketball team Xavier? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why they would quote pointed. Yeah, is he the point guard? Maybe that's what it was. They were just trying to do but a little. Still, it's a bit weird. Alliteration. Does spark plugs point? Uh, Sato was a four-year spark plug at Xavier, where he pointed. The team. To, I guess it means led yeah, or point guarded. Like, you're right. I think the team were called like the pointer dogs or something like that. <laughs> it's a weird thing, but um, anyway. that's, you know what? I always, we like to take the <laughs> players who are like, we're never drafting him. And we always get burned by the fact that they're like, they speak 17 languages. They hold honorary degrees in philosophy and science. And we're like two idiots <laughs> drafting cardboard to a video game. Can we be any more humbled by these players? It's awful. Oh my god, this, this is really what you just said really hits home even more. Uh oh, <laughs> he's less than one year older than me. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's 41 years old. You know, I'm just a... trying to find a way that I can justify slating this man. I've never met before. But... <laughs> okay. However, you do have a, a fun player, a, a memorable player, and I, you might be able to make an argument that you'll choose him over Emeka Okafor. I certainly remember him as one of the more colorful names. Fun and... is a euphemism for. Let's just not. It's let's not. Just he's not. not shit. I, I I liked this player. It's 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 Bonbon Bonzi Wells. Okay. Yeah. He, he, great player. A fun personality in the NBA. He was a six five guard slash forward. So you have like some flexibility in position. Mm. He played with the Pistons. He was drafted by them, eleventh overall in the first round. He was traded to the Trailblazers, and mm. I think it was in an effort to kind of lead that team out of that kind of mm-hmm. really negative press coverage mm-hmm. of the jailblazer era. Mm-hmm. Wells was a starter in Portland when the 03-04 season started, but former Memphis coach Hubie Brown found him more valuable as an energy player coming off the mm-hmm. bench. Fun fact. After landing him in a March trade, he was still the Grizzlies' third leading scorer. Bazooka fun fact. Bonzi, born, I think it's like Gawin D'Angelo or Gawin, Got his nickname because his mom craved bonbons during her pregnancy. Oh, that's That's cool. so awesome. Okay. That's sick. Bonbon. That's what I remember him being kind of re- uh, referred to as. I thought he just liked the trees. No, no, no. Bonbons is a great is a great snack. Have you ever had a bonbon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Because when I think of Bonzi Wells, there's one kind of piece of the uniform that always sticks out. The to headband. Me. The headband. Always. Yeah, yeah. You remember? Of course. I know yeah, Bonzi the headband. Bonzi oh, Wells, the headband. Wells. That's such a okay. what a cool player. Your next player, I feel like, must be getting on a bit because he's been in previous seasons of Magic on the Blacktop. He might have been in both seasons. Oh boy! It was a stage in his career where he suddenly like had a few good games and kind of caught the limelight, and I think went into the Magic starting lineup. Um, but very much an energy guy and he's definitely been on at least one of our teams probably mine because I remember playing with him in the video game Daryl Armstrong Uh, that's your guy was he on my team? okay Daryl returned to his roots as a sixth man for the 03-04 season his first season after a long productive career in Orlando despite making only 22 starts he was sixth in the NBA in three pointers Uh, fun fact Daryl wears number three as an homage to his favourite football player former Redskins kicker Mark Henry 
Mosley. I don't know. The, the, the world's strongest man is what I went with. Okay, but yeah, he's been in the league a while, I'd imagine, at that point. But yeah, a good player. Yeah, a good. So it looks like the theme of of episode two is going to be getting some reliability off the bench. It seems that way, doesn't it? Because your last player is a rookie and someone I've never heard of. Okay, but I think it's starting to come back to me. Maurice Evans. Is that a nobody? Evans saw 45 minutes of action for the Timberwolves the in 0102. In the entire season? <laughs> I thought he was a rookie. That was three years ago. Wait a minute. We're, he was we're okay. Awful. We're just, what, what were we even doing? Okay, wait, wait. Why are we trusting Maurice Evans was a guard, 6'5, mm. and it says drafted, not drafted, acquired, free agent. Evans saw 45 minutes of action for the Timberwolves in 0102, then spent a couple of years buffing up his game in Italy, Greece and Russia before hooking on with Sacramento. He played collegiately at Wichita State. Maybe that's why I know him. He's a Wichita State player from Kansas. Before transferring to Texas. Fun fact. In 2004, as a member of uh, Benetton Treviso, Maurice was named MVP of the Italian League All-Star Game. And I don't understand if you can still be a rookie if you played 45 minutes with a team three years before. A thoroughly confusing player, which could, <laughs> which could bamboozle the opposition. It could. We could be totally perplexed. <laughs> Again, I think about three of these players we've mentioned today are actually in the video game that we'll be playing. Yeah, so, it's a tough uh, one. But maybe my last card will bring us some salvation. Well, you definitely know him. Delonte West. Oh, yeah, Delonte West. It's a rookie card. Oh, didn't he play for the Cavs for a while? Uh, he did towards the end of his career, yeah. West was the second leading scorer on the St. Joseph team that captured the attention of the nation as it recorded a 27-0 regular season record in 0304 and then advanced to the Elite Eight. You just nearly knocked a oh, glass of close. Coke over my entire desk. Um, <laughs> that so scary. Bazooka fun fact. Delonte would go on to have sex with LeBron James's mum. It's alleged. <laughs> alleged, but these, it's these supposed guys, to These be. guys knew their stuff, whoever made these cards. Um, <laughs> Bazooka fun fact. Delonte is a gifted artist who put his drawing skill to good use as a St. Joseph's fine arts major. Now, it's quite sad what happened to uh, Actually, Delonte yeah, his, his later years, the past six or seven... Um, there was a video that went viral with him homeless and in a hospital gown. Yeah, but then I know uh, someone kind of took him under their wing. <laughs> Might have been LeBron. I don't think it probably would be. Mavericks owner Mark Cuban picked up West from a gas station, Mark Cuban. paid for drug rehabilitation treatment, and provided West a hotel room to stay in. Looks like he now has a job in that rehab facility. Oh wow! Okay. There was a famous audio clip back on his his LeBron James playing days that was often replayed as a as a kind of humorous thing. He, he was in line waiting for some food, and they said, trains, planes, automobile, better have my donuts. And he got his donuts, and he opened the bag. And before he fell in hard times, that was often played as like a funny little oh, okay. reference. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not uh, better have my could, donuts. If you can find that... Put it I on. mean, geez, that's a throwback to... Someone can find that, put it on the Discord. That is a radio callback from 2002. Are you doubting our... our listeners? listeners? All four of them? I, I, I think, am. Uh, I think, uh, I'll look for it myself. Okay, he, he had another song where he, he said, hot sauce in my bag, hot sauce in my bag, hot sauce in my bag. Surely you got to pick him. It's a close one. But wow, Delonte West, a troubled, a troubled figure. But mm. a lot of fond memories from back when I was working at the pizza delivery and listening to AM radio every day. I, I never liked him as a player, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he, he was good. He I mean, was clearly, he was, but he was kind of an agitator. He was yeah. kind of a, an interesting guy. He's but. probably the kind of guy that you'd like if he played for you. But when he's, yeah, he, he was kind of one of those scrappy players that just got on players' nerves. It's why I like, I, you know, I like the Warriors. I like Draymond. I'm sure I'd hate him if he was uh, on an oh, opposing Draymond team. Green. 
Um, he, he's no, he's not Draymond Green, but uh, I think I might have found the hot sauce in my bag. It's a, it's a, it's a freestyle. Oh my god! Okay, now I get it. He and a guy did a seven and a half minute freestyle. And I guess the hot sauce in my bag came from that. I will post that link on oh, the Discord. So, so going forward, when we recap the players, which we're about to do in a second, uh, we will make it clear which ones are all-stars, which ones are not. This week, you don't have to worry about that at all because there are no all-stars, almost certainly, uh, on our list. So would you like to read mine first? or would you like to? I will. I'll, I'll read yours first, and I'm going to read slowly. So if you have a pen and pad at home, you can write these down if you're drafting with us. If not, we'll post the players in the Discord. But Ian Rudd... The hospital heckler, you're on the clock. Your cards, in no particular order, and lacking an all-star, are Peter John Ramos, Brent Barry, Maurice Evans, Bonbon Bonzi Wells, Emeka Okafor, Chris Wilcox, Michael Doliak. Who is an Essex jammer. Uh, I mean, I think there's only one logical option I really can take. It's the doll man, Michael. No, of course, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Emeka Okafor. Welcome to the Essex jammers. So Eric I- Snow <laughs> and Emeka Okafor. I, I envisage things would have gone better at this point. Wow. Um, we're not quite in crisis talks <laughs> yet with our uh, financiers and shareholders, but... Wow. But, uh, Some early swings in the offseason. Imagine your, your fans reading the forums. The Essex Jammers coming off a back-breaking Game 7 loss in the finals. It's, uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's, uh, we've got 10 more weeks of this, and I can accumulate 10 other f***ing awful players <laughs> by, the, by the way things are going. Anyway, if, if either of those players are starting by the end of this, I'm never doing this show again. Oh, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> okay. Peter, you're on the clock. Mm. Your players are... Shane Battier, Delonte West, Daryl Armstrong, Romain Sato, some guy called Manu Ginobili, Josh Smith, and Sebastian Telfair. Pretty interesting group of players, actually. I had a lot more fun with my pack. Some some personalities, some characters, some legends of medicine and science. Hey, it's not everyone who has a documentary made about them. True. Which is why I am choosing, with my second pick, to go along with Joe Johnson, Manu Ginobili. Welcome to the Blockers. What a great start I have. I envisage, you know, we've got this pauper rule, and I envisage that um, that's going to, um, you know, make the teams very varied, and people are going to have to really think hard about Not it. this time. All Manu Ginobili this week, yes. apart from one team I can rely on. <laughs> well, there's two, I think. I think that you can rely on our, our good friend, the Krakens, who are only going by social media presence. That's their drafting uh, philosophy. Okay. They might struggle this week then. Doliak? <laughs> <laughs> I think Delante West freestyle okay. might lead okay. them. <laughs> but I feel like... Uh, and then we have the mad scientists who think we're playing bowling. So I think if someone has a 300 near their name, they might choose that. <laughs> so other than that, I think it's going to be a lot of manus. Just like it was a lot of Joe Johnson's. But you know what? I'll give them some credit. The well, other people who are drafting have a quick eye, and there's some there's some interesting players to choose from. Well, let's now move on to a very quick chat about the Cheryl Ford Classic. This is our little... Um, game champ- within a game? Game within a game. People... Uh, uh, so, 
as up until today, the application was open to join the Show Four Classic. As of now, it's completely closed. A uh, few more teams than we anticipated. We've got about thirty teams in general, but it's fine. Yeah. We we we're, we're going to figure out a way where it we can generate the game. I think the Merriam Mad Scientists are on it right now, trying to figure out a more efficient way to generate the games. So it's about thirty teams. Yeah. So thank you all for signing up. Thank you very much for listening along. Um, so at the end of every show, we're going to have a talk about like the rosters and how they're shaping up and stuff. But we're probably going to focus more on that in a few weeks' time when the team starts to take shape a bit because they're all too similar right now yeah and you know it's exciting and if you're listening to this years in the future <laughs> just know that it is an interesting aspect where of course the primary aspect of the show is is revisiting the cards and talking about the heyday of nba basketball but it is fun to include some of the community members and the discord's been pretty lively mm. some of the teams have some pretty clever characteristics to help identify like they kind of are role-playing as a GM Mm -hmm. trying to justify their bad decisions. And it does create some fun things to talk about and chat. And it keeps me invested in, you know, having some fun with it. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I thought there was some, like from last week's pick, like you said, Joe Johnson was a big pick, but a few people picked, used their all-star choice up and picked like... Jermaine uh, O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. And I thought, you know, that's... uh, When I first saw that, I thought, eh, because I was kind of remembering the later Jermaine O'Neal. But Jermaine O'Neal in this period actually might be one of the best like that's that could be a very savvy choice look at us getting th- greedy we thought we'd have shacks and kobe's yeah i don't we know, haven't seen shit i don't know if there are too many big men better than jermaine o'neill in uh in this season so. i would say jermaine and jason kid those were pretty kind of wow. a lot of people i don't know how chris Kamen was chose that was a, a shocker um but it does happen on occasion but i think that manu ginobili might be the big one. I though I though I think you could make a case for Sebastian Telfair, Brent Barry, no, no, or no, almost certainly not. I'd say some people might pick Emeka Okafor just because of the potential the game might give him. Rookie coming into the thing, first pick uh, or second pick, whatever. Second, it was. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be mainly Manu this week. So congratulations, Peter. Your team, the 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 rich get richer. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's going off in the background. I thought I turned it off. I think it's Emeka saying. Uh, <laughs> Are you? Can I? Can I? Is there a sign-in trade that we can? I don't want to be on this team, um, but I think that there's still a lot of cards to be to be seen, a lot of packs to be opened, and we'll see if we can even survive uh, a year without going back to the hospital or or having your yeah, give your me the, give me the, the, trips through Hokkaido or my jump king challenges. <laughs> Let's see if we can even make it through our personal lives before we get through another podcast. But until then. Thank well you done. Thank you again. And uh, see you. When When are we going to do the next show? <laughs> I'll call you from Paris okay, at the uh, the summit. I'm visiting Emmanuel on one of my European <laughs> legs. We're going to have a, a couple of talks. I'm going all through the EU circuit. It's going to be great. Just chatting up my players. Fantastic. I'm going up to Hokkaido not to meet any players, just to, <laughs> just to forget about this awful team that I've started to draft. Well, safe journey. And thanks, everyone, for listening. See you in a couple of weeks or months. I don't care if you got a flap. Train, planes, and automobiles. You better have my donuts. Next game, for real, bro. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Magic on the blacktop. Work that ball.